You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Or I guess I should maybe say welcome in general um, because I've been gone for a while. So I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I've been gone for a little bit, but hopefully I'm back. I'm for sure back for Lent or this time leading up to Easter. I'm super excited about Easter. It's like my favorite time of year. I um, love everything about it. It's it's just literally the pinnacle of like our faith. And I think it should be celebrated just as much, if not more, than we celebrate Christmas. And so something that Brandon and I really tried to do is make Easter a really big deal and set up a lot of traditions that are associated with it. And so this year, I've decided to partake in Lent and giving up something for Lent. Brandon and I are not... um are like the church we attend doesn't necessarily do that, but I just thought that it would be a great way for me to relate to Jesus this year and to just focus more on him. Um, the under kind of the story behind Lent, at least my understanding and my research I did is it's to like resemble the 40 days of the time that Jesus spent in the wilderness before he started his ministry. And so I just love the idea of the 40 days leading up to Easter, focusing on Jesus. And so I'm I'm doing that this year. I'm really excited about it. And I wanted to also do a few podcast episodes as we lead up to Easter to just help us get our heart prepared for Easter. Um, It'll help me and hopefully it will help you as well. So as I was praying about like what direction to go with this, I decided to just look at like different themes in Jesus's life and what he did while he was on earth in his ministry and still how he, the things that he did on earth, how it affects us still today. And so I've come up with some different themes. And the first one that I want to talk about is empowerment. I truly believe that Jesus empowers us. And empowerment is a really hot word right now. I feel like it's it's a really popular word. I think I see the word empowerment on Pinterest and Instagram a lot of places and I think rightly so. You know to empower something is to to put power within something um you know to to encourage but like encourage it on steroids kind of you know like we encourage people and then we really really encourage people and push them forward and and lift them up and give them the strength and that's what i view as empowerment and i think that we see jesus do this throughout his ministry and i think he does this for us now i think that as believers we can be empowered by jesus every day um I'm going to read from John chapter 5, but I'm also going to reference a couple of other verses, um, one in 2 Timothy and then one in Hebrews. But I'm going to start with the verse in 2 Timothy that you might be familiar with. Um, It's 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, and it says, and I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible version. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of filferness fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. 
Another version um, also says at the end there, one of power, love, and self-discipline. And so when I think about that, like the word empower is not there, but you need those things to do most things in life. You need to, to have the power. You need to love, have passion, desire, and you need to have self-control and self-discipline to do it. And this, the Bible says, is what God has given us. He's given us this ability to do that. And another verse that kind of stuck out to me while I was preparing for this um, is in Hebrews chapter 6. It's chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. They say, and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. What the word that stuck out to me, there's a lot in this verse, obviously, and I don't have time to break it down today. Um, but in 12 there specifically, it starts with, so that you may not be sluggish. And that word really stuck out to me because I feel like recently I felt kind of sluggish. I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm learning that I tend to play the blame game more than I like to admit. And so maybe I'm just blaming a lot of other things and, and outside factors, um, for something that I'm just need to get better at. But I feel like this time of year, we're kind of all over winter. We're ready for spring to get here, ready for the sun to start shining and, and change to start happening around us. Um, but we're just not quite there yet. And I think for me that can make me a little sluggish, but we don't have to, I think it for me, this has translated over to into my spiritual life as well. Like I've just been, I think unfortunately, sluggish is a great way to describe how I've been in my walk with the Lord. And I mean, that's kind of, I'm a little stressed saying that as I'm doing a podcast about like your faith and growing in your faith. And so for sure, some of you may listen and think, okay, well, not going to listen to her because she's been sluggish in her faith. But I do that out of a desire to just show you that the best thing that we can do is to be honest. And when we bring things, I've talked about this before, when we bring things into the light and we confess them to the Lord and we confess our sins to one another, then he can work on it and he can fix it. And so focusing on that being sluggish, I was praying about it and I just thought like, God, why, why can't I do this? And I really think it's because of me, right? Like it's, it's my, it's on, it's on me. Like we want to look at all of these different areas and blame and say, well, maybe like God's just not answering me or the circumstances just aren't right. But we see from Second Timothy chapter one that he's given us a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. And I think that reading a little bit from John chapter five, I can kind of give you, it'll help you understand where I've been. Maybe it's where you've been also, or maybe you can just think of a time that you've been here and we can encourage one another to not do this. But in John chapter five, um, we see where Jesus healed a disabled man. Okay, so this happens a lot in Jesus's ministry. In chapter five, verse five, 
It says one man was there at this this pool, at this gate, who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. And so, the reason I chose this passage to help understand what I've been going through personally and um, in my spiritual life and, and to just admit that like, okay, I need to just recognize that Jesus has already empowered me is I think that for me, like if you look back at what Jesus said when he asked the man, do you want to get well? Like, think about that. Do you want to get well? For me, I don't have necessarily any illness right now, but I do have a problem with actually getting out of bed in the morning and doing my quiet time. And so for me, the question is, do you want to be disciplined? Like, do you want to do this? We look at the guy's answer and he doesn't necessarily say yes, which is interesting. He says, the person who's disabled, that Jesus just said, do you want to get well? You know, we all from the peanut gallery say, are trying to tell the man, say yes, say yes, right? But the guy says, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming to the pool, someone goes down ahead of me. And so what this guy does, maybe he doesn't even realize it. This is just the reality. But he doesn't answer Jesus. He doesn't look at Jesus and say yes. He gives an excuse for why he hasn't been healed yet. Jesus responds, get up, pick up your mat and walk. I think we even there see grace and see that that Jesus knows us at a deeper level than we even know ourselves sometimes. And it says in verse nine, instantly the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. I think for me, what I'm doing right now, unfortunately, is I'm like the disabled man where I kind of gave the excuse. I said, here's why I can't get well. Here's why it's not changing. And then I think Jesus is constantly, the Lord's constantly reminding me um, of ways that he's given me, he's empowered me to be disciplined. He's empowered me to love people well. He's empowered me to do all of these things. And instead of, like the disabled man, getting up after he has made me well, unfortunately, I think a lot of times I just give another excuse and I just say, okay, Jesus, but I don't know if you heard what I just said. Like, no one will help me, right? No one else, no one's one's doing this with me or, or no one's coming alongside of me. No one's doing this for me. When we start to make excuses, we take away the power of empowerment, right? When we start to say, I can't, and then the Lord reminds us of, no, I've given you the power to do this. You just need to do it. You need to use that power. You need to pray. You need to involve me in this. You need to be disciplined. You need to ask for discipline, and then you will be able to do it. But instead of that, when I hear the Lord say that, a lot of times, unfortunately, 
I just make more excuses. Well, if the sun was shining today, I would have had an easier time waking up. Or if this person hadn't had an issue that I needed to help them work through, then I wouldn't have gone to bed so late and then I'd be able to wake up and do my quiet time. Right? I can always come up with an excuse and you, I'm sure you can in your situation as well. But what Jesus does for us is he empowers us to overcome these excuses. And so my hope for you and my desire for myself as well is that we will stop making excuses before the Lord and just confess that we haven't been doing it well and ask him to empower us. Ask him to help us remember 2 Timothy 2.7 that he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline because that's what we see Jesus doing. And so ultimately, we do want to be more like Jesus because when we're like Jesus, then we're being who we were created to be. 